Hello, I'm Scott DuPont with another episode of Finance Your Movie, sharing tips and strategies to help you fund your independent feature, documentary, short film, or web series. Our mission is to empower you to get your money to tell your story. The reason why. Why are you making your film? I'll tell you why, the reason why I made my first film. I have a different why every single film. I was a frustrated ass actor. I was, it just drove me. Uh, let me. Let me just kind of paint a quick picture. I was in the central Florida market years and years ago, about 25 years ago. And what was happening is a lot of the big films and TV shows and even some of the commercials, they would come through Central Florida, use Florida as a location, and the best you would get would be maybe a background actor role or maybe a five and under, which is basically five lines or less. Um, But all the main roles, all the juicy roles, all the crew positions, everything, they all came out of Hollywood. So you'd see this huge group of people fly in and it just, it just frustrated me. You know, after I had been in the, the business for several years, I felt I had the competent enough acting skills where I should be at least be able to audition for some of these roles and get some of these roles. So I decided to produce my own film, which ended up being just a short. Uh, and I'll, I'll tell you more about that short later. It really made a huge impact on my career early on. Uh, I've got another interesting story to share about Billy Bob Thornton. Um, I'm sure you know him. Major, major Hollywood player, Academy Award winner. But he wasn't always on top of the world. In fact, he was a frustrated actor who was having trouble, just like I was, getting any kind of roles in Hollywood. And uh, there's a a legendary story that I had heard that Billy Wilder, the producer, once told Billy Bob Thornton, who was waiting tables, that because he couldn't get a lot of acting jobs, that's how he's supporting himself, um, he told Billy Bob Thornton that he was too ugly to be an actor and he should basically just, just, you know, give it up. So I had the opportunity to run into Billy Bob about six months ago, um, he was coming out of his trailer. I was on a, uh, a back lot of a studio, and I literally screamed. I screamed across the way, 50 feet away, I go, Billy Bob Thornton, I got to talk to you. I need to thank you. And I, I shared a little story with him about what his path, what it meant to me starting my career. And I think I, I, think I touched him. It was a very meaningful story. And then when we were uh, parting ways, I said, uh, Hey, Billy Bob, I, I just got to ask you, is it true what Billy Wilder told you that you were too ugly to be an actor? And he said, yes, that, that is a true story. But what doesn't always get uh, shared in the expanded version of the story, and it really took Billy Bob back at first. I mean, if anyone says you're too ugly, and you know, it's kind of a slap in the face. But he did spend a few minutes talking with Billy Bob and saying that he should write a screenplay for himself 
where Billy Bob could exploit some of his less than perfect features and some of his unique attributes because he's really an interesting character, especially when you get to to know him. So that was a, a fascinating um, uh, story that that's that's what drove Billy Bob to to kind of break into Hollywood. And, and he truly, a few years later, broke into Hollywood with the short film Sling Blade that later got turned into a feature that ended up get, uh, awarding Billy Bob with uh, an Academy Award. So you really need a, a why that will drive you. And uh, a, lot of, a lot of different writers that I know, um, they're, they're kind of tired of sitting on the sidelines. They haven't been able to successfully get a studio or a network to buy their scripts. So they're like, you know what? I'm just going to keep writing and writing, and sooner or later, I'm, I'm just going to, lot, a lot of writers, I'm going to try to figure out a way that I can get this made into a web series or even if produced into a short film or my first feature. So the whole reason I'm doing this podcast is I have so many friends here in Hollywood and around the country who seem to be stuck in a rut. Um, they're doing extra work all the time, or they're working as a PA every day, or every once in a while, they might get an acting role, or they might get inside uh, a writer's room writing for someone else's show, or they might get the occasional work as an assistant to an assistant to a, a director, but they're not really doing what they their big goals and dreams are. So if you want to fast track your career, I don't care if you're an actor, a writer, director, any aspect of the business, the fastest shortcut and probably the, the highway or the road that you can have the most control over is going out and raising your own money. Whether you get a group of friends together, you team up with a couple other producers, but that's the whole reason I'm, I'm doing this uh, podcast. Now, I, I want to just kind of warn you about two dangers. You don't want to do a, any project, especially your first project, just for the money. That should be one of your whys, um, and it should be a very important reason. Um, you don't want to just, uh, you know, approach potential investors saying, yeah, you know, this project is great, da da da, da and, and not, you know, not be passionate about, you know, getting as much return as you can. Okay, um, and also you don't want to pick a a project or even a genre that you're not passionate about. So let me give you a specific example. I ran into a producer a couple years ago. He said, "Yeah, you know, my first film, I'm gonna do. I'm gonna get into the horror genre because they can be done really, really low budget and they can make a lot of money." Now, if if that producer happen to be passionate about making a horror film and excited about it, absolutely. But uh, if you're not, you don't want to get in, you don't want to, you know, make the Blair Witch Project Part 5 and, you know, kind of do a, a remake or your own spin on that if you're not passionate about horror movies set in the woods. You don't want to do uh, Cabin Fever Part 3 
if you know you don't you're not really excited about telling a story that's set in a cabin and with a lot of blood and guts okay it just it just won't be a good thing you want to make sure and honestly horror is not my genre at all i will watch uh horror films once in a while but it's not my favorite thing i'm more of a guy that that looks to watch and also produce inspiring films or biographical films or documentaries where I can learn something or maybe inspire people or inspire myself if I'm watching. So those are the two things I just caution you about. Now, once you have a passion project, you don't want to worry when you're putting it together and you're moving it forward, you don't want to worry about every single step-by-step detail and, and worry about every single how. You will figure that out as you go along. But if you have a driving purpose and a powerful why, that will get you excited about waking up early in the morning. Or if you're a writer, that will keep you stay, you know, I have a lot of writer friends when they're excited about a new project that they're doing, sometimes they stay up all hours of the night because they're so passionate about their project. So the why will keep driving you and motivating you to keep the ball rolling, especially when you go into the fundraising process, which might go quickly. Sometimes you might get lucky and get one or two investors. That has happened to me. But most of the time, you're going to need multiple investors. And more often than not, this is going to take a while. So the more powerful why or whys that you have, that will really drive you and carry you through uh, the distance. So when I, when I talk to potential investors, I already have a huge why. Um, for every single project, I have a different why, sometimes many different whys. On my newest film, hopefully coming out soon, I had several whys, and one of them um, was making a very large return on investment for our investors. Now, that's not every single film, but this particular film, and I've been at this a long time, 20 plus years, I, I really think and I hope that this new film will have a, a, a solid return on investment. Of course, you know, you can't promise anything to investors. There's risk, risk disclosures. Um, but the other why of this new film I have coming out soon, hopefully, um, is I want to impact a lot of people. It's, it's a very unique documentary. So when, I'm, when I was pitching, we were successfully in raising the money for that. When I was pitching investors, they could sense that I had some driving, empowering whys, and they could, they could feel the, the passion every time I, I talked to a potential investor on the phone. Now let me give you a... Um, kind of a real-world example about how you can tell, and I'm sure you can relate to this, you can tell someone who's just an employee or just a worker bee that's not really excited about the job they're doing versus an owner, let's just say a producer of his or her own project. You ever walk to a restaurant like a, like a Subway and the guy has his shoulders kind of slouch maybe he's on the phone before you get there and you know you're literally at the glass you know looking over all the different you know sandwich fixings and welcome to subway what can i make for you today um versus you know the the other person who goes 
Hey, welcome to Subway. Hope your day is fantastic. Uh, what can I get for you today? We have a lot of fresh items that just came in today or whatever. Um, let, me, let me kind of expand on a uh, little bit more detail with a, and not, nothing against Sub, Subway because I, I love their sandwiches and I do go there from some, some time to time to get a salad or a sandwich. But I went to a, um, an independent restaurant. Uh, it wasn't a chain. And this girl at the front of the restaurant, we weren't even quite near the door yet. We were walking by a couple of restaurants down this uh, sidewalk. She caught my eyes with a smile about 30 feet away, which was a first good step. And then when we were within earshot, she goes, hi, how are you, how are you guys? I was with my girlfriend. How are you guys doing today? And I said, good, good, fantastic. And then she kind of drew us into the restaurant. Now, this restaurant had a menu we were considering anyway, so we didn't just go in there because of her smile. But she was, from the point of engagement, she said, um, you know, welcome to this restaurant, and uh, uh, I'm going to bring you a menu in a few, a few minutes. Um, let me just tell you, I mean, we weren't even seated, and she just told, make sure you consider... Um, you know, this incredible special of the day, which was made by the chef. It's a unique uh, um, dish. You probably never had it before. And it's one of my favorites. You make sure you definitely want to try that. And we interacted, you know, we got a different waiter. We interacted with her um, a little bit. And at the end of the meal, I said to my girlfriend, I said, you know what? I can always tell that's not just a minimum wage worker or someone working for tips. That is an owner. So she came back, and I said, uh, I just had to ask you, you and, she, and she was a pretty younger girl. She was probably in her, uh, you know, young 30s. I said, you're, you're, you own this restaurant, don't you? Or you're one of the owners. She goes, no. And I said, really? I, I just assumed you were. I was like, no, no, but it's, it's a locally owned family restaurant, and we have this mission statement that we want to make sure that every restaurant patron that comes into our restaurant has a unique and memorable dining experience. That was their mission. I go, wow, what a powerful mission it had. It really, really showed because I thought this girl from the very beginning was an owner, not just somebody working for a paycheck. So what does a mission statement possibly have to do with raising money for your movie project? Well, 10 years ago, I kind of came up with this idea. I don't know how many other independent uh, film producers do this, but I came up with this concept of creating a mission statement for every one of my films. And I'm going to share that with you in the next episode. Tune in next week. Or for more info, visit financeyourmovie.com. Thank you for listening. And remember, if you have a story to tell the world, Never give up on your dream. Copyright Nemours Marketing.